game on Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Like, energy, electricity. I played with Brock and anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bug fans were there, too. But, uh, Bug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little No, my, my uh, camera's broke. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into the Bucketeers podcast Saturday special. Little Bucks 49ers preview on our hands today. We're going to give you guys our score predictions, our player of the game thoughts, injury updates, and so much more game intel about our beloved Bucks today as they travel across the United States to take on the San Francisco 49ers. They change multiple time zones, and they're on their way over to San Fran right now, I'd be assuming, with the long travel they got. Your host, Tampa Tones, here alongside two of the greatest co-hosts you can ask for, J-Lo and Stunna themselves. We'll bring them in here in a minute. You are following us live right now on YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast or on Facebook at Bucks Life LLC. Today, we'd like to thank all the listeners and tuners of the show, and you can catch all of our past episodes and replays on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, and so much more here on Bucketeers. Keep up with us on X at Bucketeers and on Instagram at Bucketeers Pod. That is B-U-C-C-A-T-E-E-R-S-P-O-D, and you can keep up with me at Tampa Tones. But we're here to talk Bucks football. Without further ado, we're going to bring in the man himself. Mr. JLo, JLo, how the hell are you doing this Saturday? I know your Gators don't play till a little later, and uh, they're playing a fierce competitor, so you're probably enjoying your Saturday while you can, brother. How you doing? Good, brother, good. Excited for football weekend. Can't wait to get it going. Not looking too great for my Gators. You know, you need a win to come full eligible. So That's why they play the game, though, right? You never know. Never know. Stunna, how you doing, brother? You're watching your Miami take battle right now with Louisville, and uh, hope you're doing well, brother. Excited to talk some pigskin with you. Absolutely. If you're a college football fan, you want your team to win their bowl game. That's how you want to finish the season. No matter what, they, no matter what level they go, you got to win your bowl game. And then even in the playoffs now, you still got to win your bowl game. So that's how you want to finish the season. Uh, big ups to the high school uh, playoffs. Big ups to um, Buccaneers, Todd Bowles. I want him to go win his job this weekend. and beats 49ers. I think he wins his job, obviously. Haters will uh, cry a salty river. But if he loses, you know, it's going to mount to the haters. And it's always going to depend on how they play and, and uh, what they can get done. And happy birthday to Coach Bowles as well as we hope he can get the ultimate birthday gift this weekend and deliver the Buccaneers a W as we combat battle with San Fran. And it's a replay of last year's game. We went on the road to San Fran last year, and it was a tough one. We 
lost 35 to 7 only touchdown happened to be a Russell Gage catch obviously don't even have Russell Gage healthy this season so it's a lot different looking but as co-defensive coordinator Casey Rogers said as we have a lot of the same people on all three phases of the ball special teams offense and defense and the coaching staff it's always important to remember where you've came from the past history with the team and what has happened and I think a lot of Bucks fans and a lot of Bucks players and coaches are holding last year's game in the back of their mind. I think they remember what happened last year, the embarrassment it laid on us and Brock Purdy's first career start. And I think some Bucks players are really hungry to go out in San Fran and play at least a clean football game, play a hell of a football game. Stunna, what say you on that? I think the Bucks, although the spread's up to 12 and a half, opened up around 10 points. So the money's coming in on San Fran and the bets are coming in on San Fran. I think the Bucks play a closer game than people think, especially with the Looky Lou coming up this Thursday for the Niners as they battle Seattle. Yeah, I heard that argument on 620 this week, and a guy from the Niners uh, AP Network said that they are more motivated to win home field throughout the playoffs, and they don't want to look down on the Bucks, and they want to try to wipe them out, and get in, and they want to get on a winning streak. And they want to try to, uh, you know, win that home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So I think they might have the motivation edge. You think so, Jayla? What say you? Do you think more like Stunna here where, uh, you know, they're not going to look past us. They're trying to get the home field, this and that. Or do you think it's all right? Maybe, maybe they might be doing a look at type thing here. Well, it's a hit or a miss. I mean, like I said, they could be looking ahead to play Seattle. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to overlook us. You know, I'm pretty sure they're pretty focused on trying to take care of business and win the game they're supposed to win. At the end of the day, I think we'll keep it. It'll be a much better game than last year. I think we'll keep it close. And, you know, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I think they're focused on us, though. Yeah, we'll see how clean of a game they play. But I'll tell you what, after coming off a big win, Against Jacksonville on the road, I'm telling you, man, this is the NFL, East Coast, West Coast, stranger things have happened. Not saying they're going to be completely sleepwalking, but I wouldn't be surprised by the slightest bit if they at least come out of the gates doing just that. I mean, this is a San Fran team who is on top of the world, smelling themselves after a big win in Jacksonville, and now they're trying to right the ship here against a Bucks team that came off a big win themselves last week against Tennessee. A lot of people had us losing that game. Um, a lot, even some of our own on the show had us losing that game. So I think the Bucks are playing a better brand of football. I think we're going to have to go out there and prove the haters wrong. We haven't done so yet against a competitor really this year. I know the Saints are leading the division, but still I don't view them as the cream of the crop so far against the quote-unquote cream of the crop. We're 0-3. That's against Buffalo, Philadelphia, and Detroit. So we got to go out there and win one of these big games. And what a time like the present to maybe upset a sleeping giant in the San Francisco 49ers. And it looks like the Bucks are going to be all healthy going into this one, fellas. Only guy who might be down is Ryan Neal. Obviously didn't play that great of a role to begin the year. I partially blame the staff on having him out of place and out of field, but obviously not a huge loss losing Ryan Neal. Um, I, I think we're going to be healthy otherwise, and really what catches my eye is Luke Kadecki being healthy out there when we do have to face the likes of 
a, um, a Chase Young coming off the edge and a Bosa coming off the edge and that sort of thing. Jayla, what say you on the status of the health of the Bucks? You got to be feeling pretty decent as a Bucks fan looking at the injury bill on this one and thinking, all right, it could be a lot worse given we already had our bye week. We're getting a little late into the season now. Eh, we could be a little more banged up than what we are heading into this battle week 11 San Fran. Well, for one thing, I'm glad Luka Decky is going to be playing because we're going to need him on the right side. He's been playing pretty good football on his end of the bargain. I'm more concerned about the interior offensive line, you know, blocking guys like um, Armstead, Hargrave. That's going to be the major key. Hopefully, whatever. You're a little low. J-Lo, any chance you could get a little closer to the mic? You're you're coming in a little low on volume, brother. Any chance you could get a little? Yep. Can you hear me now? Yep. Keep going. Can you hear me? Okay. No, I was saying I'm more focused on the interior line, you know, as far as that goes, how they're going to do blocking guys like Armstead and Hargrave. You know, hopefully we'll do more counter runs or tosses more than going up the middle because I'm just not sold on the interior. But having Gadecki and Wurfs, I think they'll be able to hold up on their own and kind of keep the pass rush in check, I feel like, because Boza is a beast, but he's not really the same like he was last year. He's been on to a rusty start. And Chase Young hasn't really came on since his rookie year. So, and Gadecki did a pretty good job against Hutchison, against Detroit. So, as far as health-wise, I think we're in pretty good shape. You know, Ryan Neal is not much of a big loss. No disrespect to him as a player. But at the end of the day, you know, we're looking pretty good. And having Carlton back could be a plus. Hopefully, we'll get the Carlton against, you know, Brandon Ayut most likely. And he'll play out his best, you know, as he's considered one of the top corners to cover from Jamar Chase's point. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to having Davis and Dean out there. I still think they're one of the better duo corners in the league. And I'm not necessarily worried about the injury slate to this point, as we keep alluding to just Ryan Neal. You do have a couple guys banged up. You just hope a Lukadecki holds up. And internally, you do get Matt Filer back. So just in case, whether you know it's inside, outside, you do have another body on the O-line in Matt Filer to kind of help you build some depth there just in case of injury or whatnot. Stunna, what say you on the status of our injury? Got to be pretty happy going into this one. You're getting Carlton back. Mike is a go. Luke Gadecki's a go. Week 11 in the NFL, oftentimes a lot of rosters are looking like grocery lists in terms of injuries. Not so much here with the Bucks. Yeah, I'm excited to see Carlton go. Um, I would love for our defense to step up, play hard, and, and – uh you know, shut them down, or I would love to see our interior offensive line, you know, make plays and and uh, be able to block their front. That would be exciting. Yeah, and we'll see what happens here. We got to just reel it in, focus on San Fran at this point, and go from there. I see a lot of fans already trying to pack it in and move to draft talk. It's like we're four and five. We have a chance to – Go on the road here consecutive weeks and try and sneak away with one of these road wins, if not both, and really try and right the ship here and get into contention for not only the division, but perhaps, um, you know, the wild card as well in the seventh seed. So 
we'll see what happens and uh, we'll go from there in terms of um, division chances, wild card chances and all that good stuff. We're going to get into score predictions now because no time like the present. And we do have cats here with us as well. Um, J-Lo, how you feeling about Sunday? The spread sitting at 12, 12 and a half. Do you see it being that big of a point gap? Do you got the Bucks upsetting? In the lay of the land for score predictions, do you think we deliver Todd Bowles a birthday gift? Well, first and foremost, happy birthday to Todd Bowles. And hopefully the team will prove me wrong as I'm predicting. We'll probably end up dropping this game, but not a blowout. I think we'll keep it close and lose by probably a 10-score loss, in my opinion. Like I said, the Niners are fully stacked, I feel. And, you know, it's going to be tough to really predict how what, what team shows up tomorrow. But that's what I'm hoping. Just give me good effort in the trenches. You know, play hard and, you know, put a little fear of God in this football team. Because I feel like we're talented enough to compete against anybody in the NFL with the right coaching and right play calling. Yeah, Stana, what say you? What's your score prediction here? J-Lo, I don't think you gave us an exact score. I think you just said a 10-point game. Stana, what's your actual score prediction here, brother? Niners, 42-17. Wow, you think it's going to be a big, big blowout. Cats, will go to you. J-Lo, make sure you get that score for us. Cats, what, first off, welcome in, brother. Happy weekend. Happy Saturday. Hope it's going fantastic for you. Coming off the heels of a Bolts win this past Thursday. Let's try and make it Tampa 2 this weekend with the Bucks win. How you doing, brother, first and foremost? And uh, what's your thoughts on the score for this one? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully the Bolts can win another, and I hope you had a great time at that game. Um, yeah, this is uh, – <laughs> This is a tough one, not because and not knocking the Bucks even. It's just the Niners. Whenever I watch the 49ers, and I haven't seen them a lot this year, I know they had that little losing streak there for a bit. I feel like they're they're operating at a different speed than the opponent so often, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. One, they're very talented, and two, they have a coach that I wouldn't call brilliant, but I think he's an incredible football mind. So, um, but to answer your question, I don't think it's going to be an outright blowout. Um, that 12-point spread, I expected it to actually be a bit higher. Um, so I do see the Bucks dropping it by two scores. I think it's going to be like a 31-16 to 16 game for the 49ers. So it'll be better than last year's, which was a just complete disaster where the Bucks really didn't – I didn't feel they really showed up at all for that game in Santa Clara last season. Um, all the focus was on Tom Brady. Remember, nothing against Brady, but no, Brady, maybe he'll be a Niner next year and all that, his last game ever in his hometown, and which I don't think he cared to hear that storyline either, and the game itself was just awful. So I think you'll see a much better effort than that, um, but I think ultimately it's still going to end up being a loss for the Bucks. Yeah, remember all those storylines? Brady gets to go home, sleep in his bedroom, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Is he going to play next year? A lot of swirling emotions. Brock Purdy's first career NFL start. Obviously, that game ended up being the ultimate debacle. As Pops texts in the show, he's got Bucks 31 to 27. J-Lo, you got a score for us, brother? I know you said a 10-point loss. You got an exact score? Yes. Um, I say 28-18. I think the defense will play some pretty good ball, but at the end of the day, we're going to be pretty much playing catch-up again. And I think we'll drop 28-18. to 18. I like it better than last year's score, truthfully. You know what? A lot of people are down and out. I get it. 
Heading into Thursday, a ton of people were down and out on the Lightning as well, and they bounced back with a gutsy, gritty performance on a road against a team they just lost to the week before. You know, I'm I, the Bucks are on the road again in a gritty, gutsy performance against a team they lost to the year before. I'm thinking the Bucks take the high road here. I think they're going to have to do everything they can to pull out this win. They're going to have to play the cleanest of games, the crispest of games, not miss a field goal or extra point, not shank a punt, not have turnovers, not drop interceptions defensively like we've seen a lot last week. I mean, man, we had the chance at four or five interceptions against Will Levis. We only came away with one. Thank gosh we did get that one as it was our starting secondary's first of the season, but we could have had seven or eight. It felt like Levante dropped one, a couple other D-backs dropped him. Um, it, it's just the point that the Bucks are going to have to play a really clean brand of football if they expect to win this Sunday against San Fran. Not only play our best game we could, but play our best game of the season and have San Fran a little bit prone to mistakes as well and not capitalize on some of the opportunities that may arise for them, especially near the red zone when they cross the 50-yard line, slow their offense up and things, get into Brock Purdy's head, maybe Yaya Diaby, Marquis Watts, and the likes. Uh, provide a sense of spell for the pass rush and get a pep in their step heading into San Fran. I think a little looky-loos going on. I got the Bucks in a huge upset here. 26-24, Bucks win on a Chase McLaughlin game-winning field goal as time expires as he continues to be one of the better free agents we bring in from this offseason. The former U of I native has had a nice little foot when the ball hasn't been blocked thus far this year. I'm going with the Bucks and a huge upset, and I think Chase McLaughlin helps get us there. But it's not coming easy. It's as time expires here, in my opinion. Um, and being said with that, I'm going to get into my player of the game now as well. Give me Chase McLaughlin for the player of the game. If we get to 26 points, that means he's going to have a lot of field goals. Hopefully no missed extra points. Hopefully it's a lot of field goals. Give me Chase McLaughlin as my player of the game as he has a kick that sets us over the top in this one. Cats, who's your player of the game in Sunday's battle? Mm. Well, given that I picked for the Bucs or for just in general, in general, it could be from the Niners or the Bucks, even, you know, what, whatever side of the ball or whatever side of the sideline, I guess, you see having a better performance. Oh, I, I have, I love, my heart would love to pick a buck in this game, and I think some guys will have some good games, but if I had to um, uh, pick one, uh, I think you're going to see Christian McCaffrey have a big game. Not, not necessarily in the run game because we stopped the run very well, but they're just so clever in how they use them. Um, I feel like he's just, like I said, I feel like the 49ers are, and maybe I'm the only one who sees this. I may not, but I just feel like they're always, their offense is always, and their defense is always just seems to be at a different speed than, than most opponents. It seems oh, to I, me. So. I see. I, I feel like last year, remember they kept throwing to Kittle and throwing to Kittle. I felt that last year. I think you're exactly right on that. Yeah, they just there's always someone in motion with with Kyle Shanahan. Remember, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan cut his teeth here on John Gruden's staff. I mean, the Bucks must have at some point saw something in him, obviously, that he was going to make a good coach in this league. Um, you know, he hasn't won a Super Bowl as a head uh, or any won any of them as a head coach, but um, 
Yeah, he's just always got someone in motion, it seems. And, you know, you got all these – their receivers block as well as any team that I've seen. Um, them and the Lions, too. But guys like Ayuk and Jennings and, of course, Debo Samuel, the way they block downfield for McCaffrey and for Kittle, it's just outstanding. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a, it's just a tough matchup for us and for any team that faces them, really. It's not even a knock on the Bucks, just a very tough matchup. And the Jags learned that last week. Yeah, I mean, they're just so deep, right? You want to double Debo and uh, have Ayuk over the top and Kittle underneath and Caffrey out of the backfield. So many weapons, not to mention that Trent Williams guy at left tackle keeps Purdy pretty upright and pretty clean as well. Stunna, player of the game from you, either side of the ball, Bucks, 49ers, what say you, brother? And I will say this, Todd Bowles, I just seen a picture on X, the Bucks are representing him well for his birthday. Jamel Dean's wearing a really cool T-shirt um, of back when Todd Bowles was in his playing days, and he's cheesing, saying happy birthday, Todd Bowles. I think the guys are going to be a little fired up playing with a little extra grit on Bowles' birthday weekend here tomorrow. Yeah, I guess Brandon Ayuk from the Niners. It doesn't matter. I mean, we can't really – I don't think we can block them. I don't think that we, uh, you know, can stop their passing attack or their running attack. Um, our, I like our defense, though. If we, if our offense could keep them fresh, they have a tendency to fall out when they're not, um, you know, if they have to stay on the field too much, they'll just lay down. But, um, I mean, we really haven't played well against. Uh, good defenses. And uh, the, what we did last week, I, I underestimated how bad Tennessee's offense was. So I just, I really hope and wish we could do it. You know, as a fan, I, I, I really don't like the Niners, but um, I just think we're overwhelmed this week. Yeah, as we keep alluding to, just so much fluff and star power offensively. You could double team two of the guys and still not be able to cover your tail on the rest of him. It's pretty crazy, and they do have one of the better O-lines in the game as well. J-Lo, so far we got Ayuk, McCaffrey, Chase McLaughlin. Where are you seeing the player of the game standing? Who's sideline? What side of the ball? What say you? Well, I think overall it's hard to really pick a 49er player, but I'll, I'll go and throw a bright side, and I'll say Kalajic I like what the kid's doing, getting in there, shutting down the run. I think we're going to see a lot more of him getting out to Christian McCaffrey on the run plays. I think at the end of the day, we'll end up losing to the Niners passing game because our DBs, you know, unless we play man, which finally we did, but we keep playing zone, we're just going to get picked apart on defense. I'll tell you what. I mean, Kalijah Kansi has been incredible. It's only been a handful of games in his NFL career to this point, but when he's up there, when Vita Vey is up there, when Shaq or Yaya or JTS are actually getting a good push on the quarterback, ooh, it's hard, man. And I will say some unique packages have been on the horizon defensively. You got you see Vita and Kansi split out wide sometimes and rush the quarterback, and then you get our edge rushers up the middle. Um, I, I was hearing Tristan Wirth saying he felt bad for the defensive line when they had to deal with guys like Vita Vea and Kansi coming off the edge. So I think this Bucks front seven is only going to continue to get more fun and grow as the season continues. A lot of youth and young guys on that 
D-line, like a Kalijah Canty, like a Yaya Diabe, like a Marquis Swats, even JTS Logan Hall. You're going to continue to see growth and teamwork collectively as a unit on the offensive – or I'm sorry, on the defensive front seven. And I think we're only going to continue to get stronger as the year goes. We showed pretty good against Will Levis last week. But, again, that offense has been sputtering with the rookie quarterback after Levis torch the Falcons. He's came back down to planet Earth the past couple of weeks against teams like Pittsburgh and against teams like Tampa Bay. Not to mention, Pittsburgh does have a really good defense, so can't really take anything away from them there as we are here on the Bucketeers here as we are taking battle with the 49ers in about um, 27 hours or so from now. The game is at 4.05 Eastern, not 3.05, which to me makes no damn sense. First off, I hate the 4.05 kickoffs. To me, everything should be 4.25. I know you might get some fans who say, oh, what if every game ends early? I've personally never seen every single game end early. You know, I've never seen every single game end by 4.05. So, you know, you'd think a game like Bucks Niners would be 4.25, but it is what it is. And we are on Fox tomorrow with Joe Davis, Daryl Moose Johnson, who's an absolute Bucks hater. So hopefully he's mm-hmm. not too bad tomorrow. He hates us, right, Cats? You know that. I, I've always felt that he hated the Bucks. I've always, my and my only theory for it just always was, and I normally won't say that about announcers. Normally I think they call it down the middle and do a good job, but I always thought he didn't like the Bucks, and I always figured it was because he was jealous that Mike Allstott was better than him. Plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're just providing facts right there. Allstott was better, and, uh, you know, you've, hang, you've heard it before, right? Like, Troy Aikman holds it against some guys because, you know, um, other uh, other commentators do the same thing. Joe Theismann did it against us when we played the Redskins back in that playoff game back in 06, I believe, when the Bucks ended up losing to Washington that season. Um, you know, it, it just hates to be biased, but you see it with Moose Johnson. J-Lo, we'll ask you this. Cats gave his announcement opinion. We're back on Fox tomorrow. How do you feel about the bugaboo of um, kind of switching back and forth between CBS and Fox this year? In years past, the NFC 99% of the time aligned with Fox and AFC 99% of the time aligned with CBS. Does that grind your gears much or does that not really bother you in terms of what station the Bucks are on? No, usually I've always been a Fox guy growing up, you know, being a Bucks fan. I got to say Fox is usually my go-to. Didn't care for CBS, but whatever shows the Bucks game, I'm happy for it either way. I was so used to getting blacked out all the time over the years, not able to watch a Butts game unless you buy a ticket, which is ridiculous. But I got to say, you know, they need to stick with one, Fox or CBS, when it comes to during the day games. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm not quite even sure the reasoning. I think uh, the collective bargaining network agreement was up and it kind of just became a free-for-all type of grab. Stutter, um, any thoughts on – I know you're a season ticket holder, so two weeks in a row we're on the road. Any thoughts about back-to-back road games? Would you have liked to see a home game after the 49ers, or do you not mind it necessarily since the Bucks play at least even on the road, if not maybe a little better? I would have liked to see the Bucks practice on the West Coast this week. We've never tried that. Belichick does it. The good teams do it. That's what I'd like to see. As far as the, as far as the team in Fox or uh, CBS, 
Uh, as long as they're not on Amazon Prime, you know, that's what I, that's what I don't like the games being on that, you know, channels that aren't offered to regular network television. Yeah, I feel like there's quite a few bugaboos with Amazon Prime. I agree with you, A, the biggest being that, hey, these games aren't even televised to the public and it's quote unquote a primetime game, no pun intended. But if it's in a primetime slot, Thursday night football and half the viewership can't watch it, then what's the point of it, right? I mean, aren't the point of these primetime games so people could watch these games? B, I feel like Kirk Herbstreit is definitely a college guy. I don't really think he gels with the NFL. You'll hear him bring up college stats from like 10, 15 years back ahead of NFL talking points and whatnot. He's a little ahead of his own self in terms of getting into the pool of the NFL to me. Again, not to take away from his college announcement, I think he's a genuine college guy, but in the NFL, not really vibing with him so much. And then C, you could tell L. Michaels feels bothered by the Amazon production as a whole, and I love L. Michaels. I still think he's a great announcer, but he got the bag. That's great. But you had to tell yourself when you're L. Michaels, hey, Amazon Prime probably isn't going to be an upgrade in terms of production quality, all that stuff. So I agree with you. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter to me as much outside of Prime. But if I had to pick, I agree with JLo. Fox, I just think, has better announced crews, better announced teams, and better presentation for a game than CBS does. I think even the Fox little jingle is a little bit better in uh, my point of thought as well. So Saturday, um, you know, college football, it doesn't really matter as much. NFL, I kind of like the brand supremacy a little bit. But, hey, at the end of the day, what can you do? Um, YouTube TV has actually been a decent step. I haven't really encountered the problems um, I thought I would, opposed to NFL Sunday tickets. So we'll see where we end up in years down the road. You never know what's going to happen, who's going to get bargaining rights to network agreements and all of that good stuff in the world of football. But real quick, we're going to talk about the NFC South here as we're a half game back in the South of the Saints. We're Ahead of the Falcons, we're in second place by ourselves. And we're a game and a half back of the seventh seed, the Minnesota Vikings, who have a pretty tough matchup suddenly this week out of nowhere on the road against Denver in Sunday night football. So, Cats, I'll start with you. A, more obtainable, the NFC South or the wild card. And B, do you think the Bucks end up pulling off either? More obtainable, uh, the NFC South, um, although you do have a tiebreaker with Minnesota. Minnesota, I think, is a better is shown to be a better team than anyone else in the South. Um, they've already knocked off everybody, except for us, um, but they've already knocked everybody off. So That's I believe the NFC South, point. yeah, they've, we're the only NFC South team that has beaten them. Um, now, obviously, they're still, you know, even with they played great ever since Justin Jefferson went down and ever since, and even with cousins down too, seems like when is when they suddenly everybody stepped it up for them. Um, I do think the bucks win the NFC South. Uh, I really, I think all they have to do, it's I make it sound easy here is if you can win the rest of your division games. And I think that's very doable. You then just need to win one other. Um, and that well, maybe two others. If I'm doing how many division games we have left three. Yeah, we have three division games left and five four. non-division. Did I do that right? We have four. Oh, that's right. You have Carolina twice. Well, some combination of winning the New Orleans and the Atlanta game and then three other wins is basically what we, I think would get it done. 
Um, so yeah, I, I really think that that's very doable. Obviously, you know, you look back and you wish you could have had that Atlanta game and or that Houston game. Um, although now you watch Houston last week and all of a sudden, uh, I still don't feel good about giving up a touchdown when they had 46 seconds left and being torn up. But I also watched the Texans take, go into Cincinnati and get a win. And I'm like, Hmm, well, they didn't exactly just lose to a bunch of tomato cans either. So yeah, ultimately I do think the Bucks win the NFC South. Right. You kind of understand it a little more. I mean, again, I think you hit the nail on the head, Kat. I, I wish we could have won that Houston or Atlanta game. Houston makes a little more sense watching him as time goes. But at the end of the day, you're still upset on how the Bucs lost that game, right? It's more so of the point yeah. that, hey, even if we were playing the Chiefs in that game, the fact of the matter is you had the game won and then you played such crappy defense in five plays and you blow it like that. So I agree with you completely. And I think the NFC South personally is more obtainable as well. I agree. I know that we do have the tiebreaker with the Vikings, and they have a pretty tough schedule, including two games left with Detroit. They're at Denver, have a couple of tough division opponents with the Bears and the Packers remaining still. So their schedule's tough, but I still think the NFC South is more of an obtainable task. And as you said, I think, you know, eight, nine wins gets us there. Really, if I, if we win three out of four at the very least against the South, that already puts us at seven wins. And then if we win one to two other games on the rest of the year, we should be able to win the NFC South. The Saints are inconsistent. They keep getting QB injuries as well. And I know Carr hasn't played great, but when you get Jameis in the game, you never know what the hell is going to happen. He might hand you some free points like we've seen the previous week. J-Lo? NFC South or the seventh seed more obtainable for the Bucks, and do you see either one happening? No, I definitely see us in the playoff future for sure. Well, it's the division of the seventh seed, but I'm thinking division. Atlanta is just not a strong team right now as far as QB-wise. And then the Saints, you know, they look very broken, if you ask me. Not scary at all. But at the end of the day, I see us getting the fourth seed, win the division. And hopefully we'll get somebody, not Dallas, hopefully maybe Seattle. I think we can give them a better game than Dallas could. At the end of the day, I still believe we can pull off nine to ten wins. Like I said, this will probably be one of our only losses besides Jacksonville. I could see another team that can take it. But the rest of the way, I think we'll get it together. And Baker's playing pretty good ball right now, protecting and not turning the ball over. Stana, what say you? Do you agree with us that we have a path to the playoffs, either the seventh seed or the NFC South? And do you think that the Bucs are able to cross that finish line? A lot of football left. We're in week 11. Bucks have only played nine games to this point. So we still have a good eight games left on our schedule. That's a lot of ball left to be played. That's a lot of ball left to be had. Yeah, we have a we we have an easier path to the NFC South title than in the playoffs, I believe. And uh, yeah, we we have a chance at the NFC South title based on if New Orleans uh, falls apart or if we can ever get over the Atlanta hump. Yeah, I agree with that. The Atlanta hump has been hurting us of late, and we've held New Orleans. We've handled them. And really, Todd Bowles, outside of the Atlanta debacle, has held the NFC South in a pretty good standing. Last year, only lost um, two games to them. One of them, he went 4-2 and two against the South last year with losses coming against Carolina when we were in our rut. And then the kickaway game in Week 18 against Atlanta. Then this year, 
Um, we've beaten the Saints and lost to Atlanta. So overall, he's five and three. Um, so this is a big NFC South game, or this is a big NFC South title picture for Todd Bowles. He, he has the upper hand against the South. We still have four games remaining against the South. If he could go three and one down the stretch against these guys, which he's proven he could last season, I think the Bucks really do get into that NFC South playoff picture. And for all the guys saying, oh, we should be tanking this and that, this quarterback class is so dang deep. I don't care if it's beginning of round two, late round one, as Fabricio's tuned in on Facebook, my man, a great guy. Thanks for joining us, Fabricio. But whether it's late round one, early round two, however the cake is sliced, however the cookies crumble, the quarterback's going to be there for the take in next year. Look at Will Levis with the Titans this year. Not saying he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but he's offering potential. So the Bucs could take their quote-unquote potential future quarterback next year and still play to win this year, damn it. I'm over the losing talk, the tank talk, all of that stuff. To me, if you're hoping for that, God bless. Look at the Panthers this year, gave up all that draft capital for a ho-hum overall number one quarterback. But we are reaching the top of the hour here on the Bucketeers Saturday special NFL Week 11 Bucks 49ers preview. Friendly reminder, going to outline the remainder of our schedule for the rest of this week and next week uh, before we give our Final words and one big things and walk-offs here as we wrap up this beautiful Bucketeers Saturday special. You guys are tuned in on YouTube at Bucketeers Podcast or Facebook Bucks Life News. Keep up with us on X at Bucketeers. Keep up with us on Instagram at Bucketeers Pod. But we'll be here tomorrow, 9.05 a.m. Eastern Time on Breakfast with the Bucketeers, giving all of our gambling predictions, our prop bets, our Game day breakdowns, injury updates, J.C. Allen in the house. So, sup, fellas? What up, J.C.? Um, yeah, maybe J.C. Allen will have some game day news we could get into tomorrow on one of his tweets or something. So, join us tomorrow on the Breakfast with the Bucketeers, 9.05 a.m. Eastern time. We are the first pregame show for the Bucks each and every Sunday. So, we pride ourselves on that. Come get your coffee, get your bacon, eggs, pancakes, and get ready for Bucks game day with breakfast with the Bucketeers. Then Tuesday night, time to be announced, probably around 6.30 Eastern time. We're going to be doing Tune Me Up Tuesday as we get ready for Bucks Colts. We're going to invite uh, Joey from Cleveland, me, my brother, on that one as he's a Colts guy. Hopefully he could pick his get brain a little bit for the Colts game. And then Thursday. We're going to be doing a Thanksgiving Day special, 10 a.m. Eastern time, Thanksgiving morning. We're not only going to be getting into the Bucks colts preview, but we're going to be breaking down Thanksgiving games and Black Friday games as well as Thanksgiving. We have three NFL games and the Egg Bowl that night. And then Black Friday, we have Jets-Dolphins. So a lot of good Bucketeers coming up tomorrow, Tuesday, Thursday. Make sure you keep it with us right here on the Bucketeers over the next week or so and get all the latest and greatest and so much more from Tampa Tones and the rest of the guys as we love to do. J-Lo, what's your final word, brother, on the Bucketeers here on this beautiful Saturday show as we gear up for Sunday? J-Lo? Eh, maybe um, – I see he's on mute there. So we'll try with Cats. Cats, what say you, brother? What's your final word here on the Bucketeers? 
Well, put forth a good, honest effort uh, against the team that you're not supposed to beat. Uh, maybe take care of the football, and who knows? You force a couple turnovers, maybe give yourself a win chance in the uh, in the fourth quarter, and who knows? Maybe the ball bounces your way and you pull out a win. Anything's possible. Yeah, and just in the world of the NFL, what's your one big thing in walk-off? Or just in sports in general, brother? Hockey, football, anything you want to throw at us? Mm. Well, in the NFL for for this week, uh, obviously we've got a Super Bowl rematch on Monday night. Uh, that's a game I'm looking forward to, and um, yeah, I think that'll be maybe one of the higher-rated Monday night games in recent memory. In fact, um, and I expect that to be an absolutely terrific game. Um, and I guess I'll throw out my prediction. I think Kansas City uh, wins this rematch as well. Yeah, so the spread's been crazy, too. It started the week with Kansas City getting two to three points at home. Um, and, you know, now they're minus three at home. So that Eagles-Chiefs game is going to be incredible. Not nearly the same magnitude, but I'm even looking forward to Sunday night football, Broncos-Vikings. So my one big thing in walk-off is enjoy the world of NFL and college football. We don't have many weekends left, especially at college football, but we're getting late into the season on a Saturday or Sunday. Plant your ass on the couch and make sure you throw, you know, some TVs on. If you have multiple, if not, just one and keep up with the rest on your phone as Pops text in. When the Bucks win the division, his $60 investment will pay $825. That's a pretty damn good potential wow. payout there. So, Good to get those odds, and uh, I wish I got those odds. I do have them winning the South, but I don't think I got quite as nice odds as those. But that was before a lot of shenanigans happened. Uh, Stana, final word for the Bucks, and one big thing in walk-off in the world of sports, brother. For the Bucks and the Buccaneer faithful, just keep bailing water. We're going to take some cannon fire, never give up the ship. Tired of seeing these bandwagon fans, 49er fans, always been a bunch of bandwagoners. And, uh, can, you know, can't never stand them growing up, can't stand them now. We just got to get through this, and eventually, uh, you know, we'll get our chance. But look at the bright side, at least we're in the division, at least we're winning games, at least we're not uh, the yucks. That being said, fire the cannons and hoisted sails, go Bucks. I love it, brother. J-Lo, we'll try you one more time, my man. If not, um, I'll, I'll give our score predictions one more run through and we'll bounce on out. J-Lo, any uh, final word for the Bucks and one big thing and walk off in the world of sports on this beautiful Saturday? Yes, sir. Like I said, you know, win or lose tomorrow, I'll still be a Bucks fan for life. Doesn't matter. Let's be thankful. It could be a lot worse. We could have a more disaster organization like Carolina right now or New Orleans at the end of the day, fire them cannons. Let's enjoy the college football world. Hopefully my Gators will get a win today, tonight. If not, four six nets. And let's go get a dub tomorrow. Let's see if they prove me wrong. Go Bucks. Yeah, thanks again to special friends of the show who tuned in today's program, Saturday special. Kyle Houston on Facebook, uh, Fabricio on Facebook, Pops and so many more. Olivia J.C. Allen from Sports Illustrated. So really great stuff there, fellas. I hope everybody's enjoying their college football Saturday. I hope everyone's teams get a W. J.Lo, good luck to your Gators. Stunna, Miami. Not going to lie, I got a little cheddar on Louisville. I'd feel next if I was lying to you, so, or I'd feel bad if I was lying to you. So uh, I'm going to have to pull for a Louisville 
slight victory just because I got Cheddar. That's where your money should be. Aligned with them. But, hey, at least if Miami wins, you're happy. So, at the end of the day, at least uh, something good comes out of it. And then the Nittany Lions are battling the Rutgers right now. And then, uh, Cats, let's hope the Lightning could get another victory this week. And that'd be great. It was great seeing one on uh, Thursday and great being with some good Lightning Road fans. Once again, score prediction. Stun of 42-17. to 49ers. Cats 31 to 16. 49ers. JLo 28 to 18. 49ers. Pops 31 to 27. Tampa. Tones 26 to 24. Tampa's. Some of the player of the games mentioned have been Ayuk and CMC on the San Fran side of the ball. And then on the Buck side of things, we have the great rookie Kalaja Kansi and the great free agent signing Chase McLaughlin. It's nominees for the fire the damn cannons. Go Bucks. We'll be right here tomorrow. The fellas will be bringing it early. 9.05 a.m. Eastern on the way too early pregame show. Breakfast with the Bucketeers. Cats, J-Lo, Stunna. Enjoy your Saturdays, gentlemen. Thank you for uh, making this one a fun one. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Jones. Go Bucks, baby. See you tomorrow. See you later, fellas. It's been fun it's been incredible it's been a really good time here on the bucketeers happy birthday coach todd bowles live it up tonight brother i know you can't do too much in a road game in a road environment but you could do one thing get a win on your birthday fire the damn cannons do it for todd bowles go bucks three two one carlton davis interception heading the other way pick six pick six chase mclaughlin Extra point to win the game. Fire the damn cannons. Go Bucks. See you tomorrow, 9.05 a.m. Eastern. Same spot, same place, same people, different talk. We love everybody. Have a great day. Enjoy your college football. Stop wasting your time on us and go watch a beautiful world of college football. Lose some money even if you have to. Have a blessed day. Tampa Tones, J-Lo, Stunna Cats, and the rest of the fellas wish a blessed day for all you guys. Fire the damn cannons. See you later. Go Bucks. but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. Energy, electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Superbug fans were there, too. Superbug. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat Donovan. It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs>